everyone. I'm Fiona Sang, and welcome back to the Funky, Fresh, and Fabulous podcast, where we provide advice in all aspects of student health and really anything to make you look and feel funky, fresh, and fabulous. You can also find out more about me and my endeavors on my blog at onthebrinkoffabulous.com. Today, we're going to be talking about dealing with rejection and loss in an academic setting. I've invited my longtime friend and classmate, Chris Lee, to join me today. Chris is one of the most hardworking and accomplished people I know. That aside, I invited him specifically to talk about this topic of rejection because we both recently applied for leadership positions in an organization and didn't get selected for those roles, which was quite disappointing. So I decided why not make an episode and discuss this since it is important to know how to handle rejection. Chris, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. So we both received the news of rejection at the same time. How did you feel about it? Because I know I felt quite disappointed. Yeah, um, I think for these things where like you're trying to get something, trying to get a position that you've been working hard towards, it's disappointing when you don't get it at the time. But um, at this point, I feel fine about it, and I think it's important to move past it. Yeah, I know that I remember like a few years ago when I when I tried out for positions and didn't get them. I don't remember them now, unless I thought really hard about it. So it doesn't really impact your future that much. So you shouldn't think about it for so long. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so, do you have any tips for uh, dealing with <laughs> this? In yeah. The after I am not a professional, so what works for me might not work for everybody. But I think for me, it's important for me to understand that I should emphasize or prioritize the things that I have a scope of control over, which is the process. So, I think I do not know what the people were looking for in a position. I don't know how I should. And if I did, I would have filled it out to a T, right, to ensure that I got that position. But because that's something I don't have control over, like this result isn't necessarily something that I have as much control over as different parts of the process. I think it's important for me to realize that I actually gained something through the process itself. And while I'm disappointed that I didn't get the role, I might have just not fitted as well as others. And that's completely fine. Um, and yeah I just like emphasize like feeling a sense of gratification for going through the process itself yeah and I also think that brings up like the definition of rejection rejection is just not being fit for that role that you were wanting to fill but it might not be because you are bad at doing something specifically or that you don't have the qualities they just didn't deem you fit in that situation yeah and um I think for a lot of these, it's like, um, like I said, like, I don't know why, or I don't know exactly what they're looking for. And to be honest, the people that got those positions were probably the fit that they were looking for. Yeah. And so because they were a better fit, because they were a better fit for this particular role, there's really no reason for me to feel disappointment if I put in all my effort throughout the process, because I can just be gratified and happy with the fact that I put in all my effort and, you know, I just wasn't the particular fit they were looking for in this instance. But I don't think that should be something that should be a focus long term for people is like, oh, I didn't get this position and I feel really bad about myself for a long time. Like, that's not the right mindset to have, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And you have to remember that, like he said, the process is the most important thing because even if you don't get a role, you still get the experience. Like we got interview experience, we got like application experience. So it's nice to go through the process of trying to get these roles, even if you don't end up getting what you want to. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of things to be gained besides the end result. And obviously the end result is something that 
is very beneficial too. But when we don't get those positions, like I think in terms of dealing with it, just focusing on the positives throughout the experience is a healthy way to uh, move past it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes you... Well, we know the people that filled these roles after our interview and such. And sometimes we might feel jealous or resentment towards them. How do you prevent those feelings from happening? (laughs) So, yeah. I don't feel resentment or jealousy towards the people that got it. And I think that's because really there is absolutely no reason for me to feel any kind of resentment towards them. I think it's important for students to kind of uplift each other, right? And so because I have no reason to have like this feeling of jealousy or resentment towards them, quite honestly, I think my feeling towards them is very happy. Like I'm very congratulatory that they got it. I'm very happy that they got these positions because they deserved it. Um, Obviously they fit the role better and they deserve these positions because they put in just as much work as I did on this, if not more. And so there's reason to be prideful for them for that. And there's no reason to be jealous or resentful for them getting a position that you didn't. Yeah. And on top of that, I feel like you can always learn from the people who gained those successes because you never know why you didn't get it. Learning from them, you might be able to figure out something new and learn from that. Yeah, for sure. It's all about improving. Okay. So we both put a lot of time and effort and this application causes us a lot of stress. Do you feel like it wasted any of your time? Well, I guess I'll preface this answer by saying like throughout high school or throughout like any period of stress for me, um, I think something that's really important for me to do just to ensure that I'm healthy is that I need to like kind of like self-reflect and see like how I I can improve myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think some of those things for me was that like before I would have been very dependent on the result to gain a sense of happiness or gain a sense of, oh, this was worth my time. But now I think it's really important for me to focus on the process. For example, like I said, um, I think the process is so much more in my control than the selection process. Because like I said, I don't know exactly what they were looking for. I don't know a lot of these things. And so if I'm so predicated, if my disposition is so predicated on the end result, then I'm going to be to an extent relying on others to feel happier. And that's not, I I don't think that's something that personally, I don't like feeling dependent on something to be happy. And so as it relates to this question, it's really important for me, I guess, to just shift my mindset towards appreciating what I gained through the process. So like Fiona mentioned, I gained a lot of interview experience, how to present myself. I gained application experience. And those things are all valuable towards the future. And so I don't feel like I wasted my time mainly because I feel like I learned things through the process that will benefit me in the future. And I don't feel you know, like I wasted my time because I'm less predicated on a result that is slightly less out of control or slightly... Uh, less out of my control than the process actually was. And the process is where I gained the most knowledge throughout this experience. Yeah, and know that your experience gained from one thing can be applied to other things and that not being selected for a certain role or something is not going to dictate your future because you definitely will have other opportunities. Like Chris and I are both 17, we're in high school, we're juniors. We have like a whole life ahead of us, but I think that this experience would have helped us in the future. Yeah, for sure. And like, I think I've said this, but like, obviously, we both really wanted this position and getting this position would have been great. But the fact is, and something that we quite honestly can't really change is that we didn't get it. 
and that's that's fine but we just need to be like focus more on what we gain from the experience as opposed to feeling super down about not getting this and super disappointed or angry or stuff like that yeah and on that note i think that when you come out of being rejected looking confident then the people who see you are probably like wow this person didn't let this dictate their future and they're doing other great things. So I think it's important to be confident after you come out of rejection. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think being resentful, being jealous or being angry are are all things that kind of impede progress. So the way I look at it is I'm really genuinely happy for the people who got it because they're a better fit. And being a part of that organization that we run for, having those people in charge gives me a you know, a good feeling about the future for that organization. So firstly, I feel happy that those people got elected um, because they probably fit the scope of what that organization was looking for better. And then secondly, I think I just really dislike the notion of feeling like down after an end result because I think there's a lot to be learned from the process. And so that's something that I'm appreciative for and something that I'm looking to emphasize more in my mindset is that I've learned something through the process and that in of itself is valuable despite the end result. Yeah, and I know that I'm on this podcast here giving advice, but I know that I have to also work on that because I seem to be very dependent, like my mood depends definitely on what happens to me and the end result that comes from all this. And I know I have to work on that. Okay, so another topic kind of related. Um, Let's talk about losing in an academic setting. All right. So I have a little story for (laughs) y'all. Chris and I go way back. So we've known each other since we were three. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. You don't even remember. (laughs) But in kindergarten, we were both in the spelling bee. And I lost to Chris because I spelled the word Christmas wrong, which was quite embarrassing, (laughs) but that's okay. I'm I'm happy for him and his kindergarten (laughs) success. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I am too. I still hang on to that medal. That's good. We were good to remember those (laughs) times. So I know that definitely when I was a kid, I didn't really care much about winning or losing. I mean, of course I felt happy when I did, but when I lost, I was like, oh, that's fine because I was having so much fun outside of school that I didn't really care. But I know that when you get older, you definitely start depending on your wins and your losses a lot more. So how do you deal with that? I'm like a, I think I'm a pretty competitive person. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess going back to like my, I guess talking about my self-reflection, I'm a competitive person and I like winning and I highly dislike losing. And for a while, having that mindset of being very predicated on the end result was really unhealthy for me. And so in terms of dealing with winning and losing, losing especially, I think with losing, it's very similar to kind of like these rejections in an academic setting where I feel like I need to be less predicated on the loss, right? And be more predicated on you know, what I gained through that process. I guess similar to like any of these organizational positions or any of these leadership roles that we're striving for, competitions can also be kind of subjective. And I think things that I have control over, like things leading up to the competition, my preparation for the competition, like as long as I'm satisfied with my effort there, I can be happy with the end result or I can be okay with the end result if win or loss. In a loss though, I think to deal with that discipline, just focusing on the process of what I gained through that preparation. Because I think in any kind of setting, as we go through it, there's things that we can learn. And so, for example, like the organizational role, we learn interview or application skills. But for a variety of different competitions, we're learning a variety of different skills. And really, the preparation is where we're getting those skills. Um, and so, focusing on that a lot more than the end result. 
of losing in this scenario, I guess, is for me a better way to deal with that loss. I agree with you. The process is definitely a lot more beneficial to somebody and have learned something through that than if they did achieve like an end result and deem quote unquote success, but they didn't actually learn anything from it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I want to emphasize the fact, and I'm sure that you would agree with me, that if you don't have a tangible success that or a win, I guess, um, yeah. that you are not seen as dumb or that people shouldn't see you as dumb. Because, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think a lot goes into kind of how we define intelligence or you know, kind of define our work. I think... All these awards or achievements, first of all, a lot of them can be a little bit subjective, right? There's not always an objective measurement of, okay, they deserve to win first. Mm -hmm. And so not winning an award is, first of all, not entirely in your control. And that in of itself should kind of decrease, I guess, the emphasis that you place upon it. I think for me, my, my mindset is I place the highest emphasis on things that I've gained that I have control over. And so things for me like that are like studying and learning. Like those are things that I control. I can control the amount of time I put in. And so putting emphasis on that is where I find where I put more value on as opposed to these more subjective or qualitative ways to measure success. And I think that measures of like success in society that in students that we see a lot, they like to compare with other students, but I don't think that's necessarily healthy. Like sometimes it is, but a lot of the times it's not because what their interests are differ from your interests and you shouldn't be comparing your successes with each other. Um, and I think like a lot of people define success differently. So just talking about comparison, like comparing two kind of incongruent ideas of success is going to result in kind of an incongruent comparison. Yeah, like, that's uh, a really good analogy. All right. So on the topic of comparison and other people, do you ever feel like you aren't as good as other people when you do lose in a competitive situation? You have lowered self-esteem, do you feel like? I think uh, for me, I, I, I try not to have that, even have that thought, I guess. And I know it's difficult and easier said than done, but if you focus so much on where or how other people are better than you, then you'll never like fully appreciate your own skill set or your, your own, you know, whatever it is. And so, you know, in a competitive setting, like I said, something that I always tell myself is that like a lot of these things are really subjective. And so, the fact that I didn't win might not be because I was worse, but because of a difference in opinion. And really, there's no objective way to measure better or worse in a lot of these competitions. It's And so you can't really say this person is better than you. Uh, more so, I think you just have to turn around and focus on, okay, where did I go wrong? And what might be the reason behind, or how might I improve uh, in future competition? And that way, like I said, you're not necessarily so focused on the end result. But I think it's always the pursuit of being content with your own performance that makes it that makes competition rewarding, I guess. Yeah, and I think you can even apply this to like outside of competitions, like academically and apply it to life in general. Because I know a lot of people pursue things just so they can have an end result or like show their friends what they've done, but not really be invested in it. I know that I felt that way for a very long time because, well, just to put this in perspective, I don't do science fair, but Chris and a lot of my other classmates do. But that's what they're passionate about, which is good because they find what they are interested in through that medium. But I don't. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. So. 
I guess to touch on science fairs, like or any extracurriculars ideas, I, I try to, for the most part, I've been trying to pursue like what I'm genuinely interested in. And that's allowed me to explore a lot of different avenues that I wouldn't have previously if I just confined myself to, you know, what I was like, just being allowed to explore has allowed me to expand my horizons and having that mindset of being more focused on how can I grow and be satisfied and content with my own growth has allowed me to pursue a variety of different things that I never would have previously yeah and I feel that experience too I feel like if it weren't for rejection um, in this organization I feel like I wouldn't have had this idea for a podcast so I'm kind of thankful for that as well so to end on a happier note we want to talk about mindsets for like winning setting yourself up for success so Chris I know this is a very broad and vague <laughs> ambiguous <sighs> question but how do you set yourself up for success well I guess I'll preface my answer by saying I don't know if I don't know if like six successful or I don't necessarily think I'm successful enough to comment on the nature of this or the broad nature of this question. For me, I think in terms of how I try to view success or how to try to, you know, quote unquote, set myself up for successes, I, I really want to firstly have a healthy definition of success. And so I think I guess what that involves is changing my mindset from something that's very predicated on an end result to something that's more healthy, like focusing on the process. And I can be successful, not because I got first at a competition, but because I learned these skills A, B, and C at a competition. And that's that's valuable and that's successful in a competition. And in life, moving beyond that though, I think, and I guess... I'll preface this too. This works for me, and I don't know if it works for other people, but personally, especially in terms of achievements, I, I always try to draw a distinction between happiness and satisfaction. And so I think while, while I um, allow myself to feel happy about an achievement and feel content with the work that I put in to get that achievement, I try to avoid feeling satisfied because I think those are two separate things. And so not being necessarily satisfied with myself allows me to maintain a sense of motivation to pursue the next thing or work on the next thing that I want to pursue, master the next thing, win the next thing. And so I will always be happy with things that I achieve and the work that I put in to achieve those things. But in terms of success, I try to be not necessarily satisfied because I want to maintain that sense of motivation to push the next frontier that I want to push or try the next thing that I want to try. And so I guess the combination of emphasizing what I learn as well as not being satisfied with any given achievement, I guess, is my way of setting myself up for success mentally. But that works for me and it might not work for others and it might work for others, but that's just how it goes for me personally. Yeah, that's actually very well put because I didn't actually ever think about like drawing a line between happiness and success and satisfaction. And I think that people are always happy with their successes, but you should never be satisfied because then you won't be able to grow anymore. Yeah. And like I said, I think part of what goes into that for me is I think a lot of people have different definitions of satisfaction and happiness. Mm -hmm. For me, happiness is, you know, like just feeling very good about something and satisfaction is it's a different thing for me. And so for me, that distinction is really easy to draw. For people who have more kind of analogous definitions of those two things, that distinction is harder to draw. And like that, this mindset is probably less effective. But for me, I think I have a really clear distinction between those two things. And that allows me to kind of have this sort of mindset. And, you know, like I said, people will vary, right? From definition to definition of happiness, definition of satisfaction, definition of success. Mm-hmm. 
And so yeah. I think for me, it's, I guess the advice I give is like to make sure you have, you're content with your definition of what success is and then pursuing your definition. Yeah, definitely. I think it's personalized and individualized for every single person because we all are very different and like to pursue different things. And so I yeah, think for sure. like the main points here that we're trying to get across to all of you students and people in general who find this applicable to their lives is that focus on the process, not the end result, and be able to change your mindset based on what you value and your definitions of success. Yeah. And I guess for me, for such a broad question, like setting yourself up for success or being satisfied with the effort that you put in, it's really all about you. And so I can go on and on about how I view success, how I view my effort level. But at the end of the day, I don't think my advice is conducive towards everybody. And I think mostly it's about self-evaluation and self-reflection in order to maximize your own success because people have different definitions of it. Yeah, you definitely have to partake in some introspection. And I know that that took me a very long time to get used to. And I think that it was actually just this year that I started thinking about it because I know 10th grade, I was so burned out. And (laughs) this year, I was actually doing a lot better. So you definitely have to learn and grow on your own. Yeah, for sure. And just being honest with myself and trying to see where I can improve. Obviously, it's a tough process and it's a gradual process. But like the first step, I think, is just identifying places to kind of improve your mindset and become healthier mentally. Yep. And that's helped me. Yep. And it's also helped me as well. All right. I think that's going to wrap up this episode. So I know that we talked about Chris a lot in a very academic way and he shared his insight on his academic life and how he handles it. But he also does a lot of other extracurriculars. Would you like to share anything about that? Yeah, so um, obviously, besides the clubs I do, I'm interested in a lot of different things. My friends and I, so we started a clothing company called Borneo, as in the island Borneo, B-O-R-N-E-O. You can find us on Instagram at Borneo Lab or online at BorneoLab.com. Oh, wow, that is actually really cool. I didn't know about that. But thank you for sharing your insight with us today, Chris. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we will have another episode where we discuss these topics like rejection and loss, but in regards to relationships. So stay tuned for that. And although Chris and I do give some amazing advice, neither he or I are professionals. We are just students who share our experiences in hopes that you learn from them. If you are seriously struggling, please consult a licensed professional. Thank you to all the listeners. I sincerely appreciate your support. I'm your host, Fiona Sang. See you next time on the Funky Fresh and Fabulous podcast. 